so hype right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Ooh. This the truth like 34. Yeah. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you're going. Right now, whether you're listening to the show or watching it on YouTube, however you consume this podcast, I really do appreciate you checking it out. Do please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's new. It's basically just trying to get off the ground, trying to figure it out, giving you another option for the Lockdown Celtics podcast. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I am also the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book now available everywhere books are sold, and on my website, johncorrales.com, if you'd like a signed copy, 30 bucks, that covers delivery, the book, all of that stuff, uh, go for it. Makes a great gift. Father's Day is coming up. Great Father's Day gift. So, Check it out at johncorrales.com. So the Celtics are off, but we did get a couple of bits of news. So I'm going to, in the first segment here, talk about the Jalen Brown surgery and then uh, Danny Ainge talking about uh, talking on uh, Tetra and Rich, which he does every Thursday. Then in the second and third segments, I'm just going to talk. <laughs> uh, I, I got to thinking about the season, and I wrote a little bit about this on Boston Sports Journal, about just how this has been a tough season just for everybody. And I think this is a good chance as the Celtics head into the final weekend to just take a step back and breathe. Like it's been such a negative season that I just want to step back and just talk about it a little bit. So that's going to be coming up. Let me start with Jalen Brown's surgery, which he had. Uh, We saw the picture tweeted out by Jalen Brown a couple nights ago where, uh, you know, thumbs up, hand in the cast. Everything went well, Brad Stevens said after the loss to Cleveland. And the team released a a statement on Thursday saying that he is due to be uh, back in basketball activities in approximately three months. Now, that doesn't mean exactly three months, but Considering the time frame, three months from mid-May is mid-August. And all things considered, if he does come back in mid-August, that's the best case scenario here. Uh, get off your feet. Take a couple of months here. Go to wherever you need to go to. Relax wherever you need to relax. Do whatever it is that you need to do. Stay off, stay off your feet. Don't run. Don't do anything. Uh, at least for the first like month or so, heal a little bit. Then, you know, as as things progress and you get out of the cast and and all of that, you can still you go do your running and all of that stuff. This is great, considering. I mean, obviously, we'd rather not have 
any sort of uh, any sort of surgery. But all things considered, this is great. He can get his cardio and do all that stuff, and then he can get back into the basketball court in August, and then he can get back into the things that he needs to work on and can spend August, September, October working on elements of his game that he had planned to work on, which is great. I think the ball handling is going to be a big thing for him. I think, uh, you know, going to his left is going to be, you know, keep honing that skill. Uh, but the, tightening up the ball handling is going to be super, super important. And in learning how to further draw defense and kick and, and be more of a passer when the defense is paying more attention to you, I think that that's going to be a lot of stuff that he needs to work on on the floor. Uh, he's going to be able to work on his shot. The, you know, he, he can't catch with both hands, you know, but he can certainly pick a ball up, stabilize it with his left hand and shoot and work on that touch, get onto the free throw line. Nothing says you can't go take 200 free throws. You know, nothing says you can't go out there and do right-handed stuff until the left hand is healthy. But the good news that if he's back within three months and he's back on the floor in August, then that's going to be huge. We'll be watching his Instagram feed for videos of him on the floor. So that's the first bit of news. That's great. You know, that the surgery went well and and that he's going to recover hopefully quickly. Like he's, he's a 24 year old guy with, you know, who's in amazing shape. His body is, you know, not quite like uh, Wolverine regenerative regenerative powers or, you know, Deadpool or anything like that, but uh, he can uh, he can heal pretty quickly. And that that would be great. I I hope he has a, a great offseason. And look, now he's got no he's got an excuse to go sit on the beach somewhere. That'd be nice. Like, oh man, can't get the the thing here. Oh, I got to go sit on a tropical beach for, you know, three weeks. Sorry. I'll get you when I come back. Like, nice. The other bit of news from Thursday was Danny Ainge's appearance on Toucher and Rich, where nothing groundbreaking, but he talked about Marcus Smart because he was asked about, uh, uh, Kendrick Perkins made some comments about Marcus Smart's time in Boston, like it's kind of done. Look, we love Perk, but Perk Perk's out there saying things. He's just about he's saying anything that he needs to say to to have that strong take. Because in this world today, you don't get that ESPN multi-year contract by not having strong takes. And and that's look, Perk Perk's gaming the system, man. He he got himself a contract. He got himself more money and he's going out there and making strong takes. They don't necessarily have to be right. They don't even have to be based in any sort of fact. They just have to be strong and definitive perk, big guy, big beard, you know, Southern drawl, that glare. When he says something definitive, it's like, Whoa, wow. Perk, perk stepping up and saying something. Hey, Go get your money, Big Perk. You know, I love Perk. I don't know how close to the truth this whole thing about his time in Boston, uh, Marcus Smart's time in Boston needs to end. Some of you might agree with Perk. I don't. And Danny Ainge didn't either, saying 
the quote is, the bottom line is our team has not been consistent uh, and hasn't been healthy. We will definitely need to make some changes, but I wouldn't say that there are any needed changes of our top, uh, of our best players. And that includes Marcus Smart. He's one of the four best players on the team. Uh, five, whatever you want to write, but he's a super important guy. And this has been a rough year for everybody. Like, nobody's had a, a perfect year this year. Tatum is a borderline all-NBA guy. He might get it, he might not. Jalen Brown is an all-star. But even both of those guys have had ups and downs. But aside from them, Smart has had problems from the beginning. Then he got hurt, and then he had... You know, the the period of coming back and, and knocking the rust off there. He had a great stretch for a while. And then basically it boils down to when the Celtics were not whole, he tried to do too much too often. And so that's that that happens. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overly kill Marcus Smart for trying to step up and, and help the team when it, they were shorthanded. He he does still need to avoid some of these heat checks. That's that's true. When you've hit a couple shots in a row, it doesn't mean you pull up from 30 feet with 20 seconds on the shot clock. That, that that's I think everybody can agree that that's not how you want to play uh, basketball. That's not what the Celtics uh, or any basketball team really needs. So, but at the same time, he raises he raises what this team can do. He he is certainly extraordinarily important to this team, and and I just I don't think that Marcus Smart needs to go anywhere, uh, despite some of the loud voices, and those voices are also saying things about Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge, and and I guess Jalen Brown for some reason, like that. That's uh, I don't know, but I, I think that. The Celtics don't need to make wholesale changes. And and this this will take me into the next the next segment about this season and what the hell to make of it and and just the, the whole grind of it all. I'm gonna talk about that when I come back. Hey, Bet Online is the place to, to place all of your bets to get all of the sports action. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports that you want to bet on, baseball. NBA still going, obviously, uh, hockey, UFC, MMA, all of that. You can head on over to Bet Online. Use your laptop. Use your mobile device. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% promo uh, welcome bonus. Promo code is Locked On for 50% off. Uh, 50% welcome bonus. So if you put $200 in, you'll get a $100 welcome bonus with that promo code. Locked on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as your teams prep for the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So I wrote on Boston Sports journal some random thoughts a couple of random thoughts that this season has not been fun for anybody really involved players are not having any fun uh it seems i don't think any of the coaches are having any fun certainly not fun for anybody on the outside fans no not really 
And not us, not me. This is no fun. This is no fun at all. And I'll, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I am certainly not complaining about having this job and thinking, oh, God, I got it so bad. Because I'm sitting here talking to the internet about sports and basketball. So I'm good. Like, I'm fine. But as far as within the confines of this job, it kind of sucks right now. It's not fun to do. It's not It's not something that uh, that any of us who have been covering the team have have wanted to do. It's the whole Zoom thing has just made everything difficult. And in turn, it's made everything difficult for you because you, you want to know what's going on with this team. You just want to know what's going on with the team. And I can tell you some, and I can analyze, but it, I can't tell you things that I normally could tell you. I'm not in the practice facility. I'm not on the floor. I, I'm not talking to coaches. I'm not talking to players. I'm not even having like little side conversations with guys. You just never know. Like every once in a while, you you just have like little fleeting things and they see you and you see them and little conversations. You get an idea of, of, of people's mind state and you can't get that now. I'm basically blogging. I'm back to blogging like I did many years ago. This is all it is. Blogging with access. There's no reporting here. There's no real deep insight. We've all got the same two pages of quotes that we're all trying to repurpose. It's like an episode of Chopped where we've all got the same mystery basket and we all try to like, all right, let me, how do I, how do I make this pile of crap into something that a judge would want to eat? How do I take this crappy quote and turn it into something that you're going to want to watch or read or listen to? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But when you get into the stuff that I was talking about before, I, I don't know what's real and what's a matter of circumstance. What happened this season is, is bad in terms of NBA basketball, but what's real? What have we seen on the floor that actually is going to carry over into next season? What have we seen on the floor that you say, oh crap, that, that has to change. And we can look at a game and say, oh, a lot of things need to change. How much of that's going to change just by virtue of not being the 2020-21 season? And it's hard unless you're there every day. It's hard to kind of piece together. Guys tell you one thing, and then what, does you, what do your eyes tell you? And that's one of the things that we do. Because any journalist in any field is supposed to be a set of eyes with access to, to something that you don't have. Okay. That's what our job is. We've been, it's almost like we're, we're a representative of you. And in a lot of ways, it's like a, a government official and we're supposed to go and observe things and report back to you. I am a reporter. And I'm supposed to report back to you and say, all right, here's what I see. And here's my interpretation uh, of what I see. Because I can tell you everything, X, Y, Z, here's everything that's happening 
on the floor and or in practice or all of that. But because you don't get to see it. But I, you know, you might ask, okay, well, what does that mean? And I get to add my my two cents, my layers to what's um what is what is real, what's not, and all of that stuff. And so it's hard when I don't get the chance to be those eyes for you. When I don't get a chance to go back there and say, huh, well, that's different. Because when, I, when I'm watching, all right, here's whether it's at practice. When I go to practice, I don't get to see a practice. I get to, you know, they open the door after practice is over and guys are doing their post-practice shooting and whatever. Every day, go in, stand there, watch everybody. Same thing, over and over and over again. Go to a game. Game's at 7.30. Get there between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. Stand on the floor. Watch guys warm up. Watch everybody go through their, their routines. And it seems tedious, and it might just seem like I'm sitting there watching, but what I'm doing is I'm getting a baseline. Just like when you go to a doctor, and they do all of the tests on you, and they know, what's your baseline? This is your baseline heart function. This is your baseline this. I'm looking at a team and I'm watching. This is your baseline. This is the this is what normal is. And every day at practice, I'm watching the same things after practice, same shooting drills, same guys breaking off into two two things. Like it was always Gordon Hayward and Shemi Ojale. You know, like I re, like those things. Like this is what normal is. These coaches work with these players. And then when something deviates from that normal, I say, oh, well, why did that happen? And that's part of my job. That's what I'm supposed to be able to do for you. And I'm supposed to be able to say, well, huh, Marcus Smart didn't come out to warm up at his normal time. Or why are you, you know, what's that new wrap on your wrist? What's that new thing that you have? Whatever it is. What, you're doing your routine differently. Why did you start shooting from here? Why are you varying this? And I don't get a chance to do all of that stuff. And all of that stuff leads you to places. And I don't get a chance to ask people one-on-one things. I don't get a chance to do all these other things. And so I don't get a chance to tell you the answers, the real answers to a lot of these questions. I have to try to discern from what I've known in the past what I've learned about these players and try to do it through zoom and try to interpret what they're saying and try to read their body language and all of that stuff. And we're all trying to do the same thing. And you know, now that we've gotten to the end of this season and uh, whatever the playoffs bring, wherever the playoffs are, if they even make the playoffs, it's going to be over at some point soon. And I'm looking forward to, next season so I can do my job the way I want to do it and to give you actual information. Because I tell you, the only way to differentiate yourself now is to write columns. And at Boston Sports Journal, we, we write more columns anyway. That's more, more of my job than used to, what it used to be. Right now, it, more of it is uh, more opinion-based. Okay, which is fine. I do a podcast every day. I give you my opinion every day. And but look, we came off some very divisive years in our country. And that flowed directly into a pandemic 
And that kept us indoors, out of sorts, through a winter where things got dark and cold and things got dark quickly. Things got negative fast and everything has just turned bitter everywhere. And it's been tough for everybody. The reactions have been bitter. The, you know, everybody's writing has had a little bit more bite to it. It's been tough. I'm going to continue that thought process when I come back because that leads into the stuff I, I, I kind of want to get into about opinions of this team and, and, and just why maybe we just need to back off just a tiny bit when it comes to our opinions in general. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market by far. I love Built Bars. They come in a, a nine delicious flavors that are, they come in with, with nuts or with no nuts. Uh, and that's their, their baseline of flavors. And they always have special limited edition uh, flavors that come out. So you've got to go to BuiltBar.com on a regular basis to see what they've got uh, for you this week, next week, specials. They just had Mother's Day specials. You know, they had Valentine's Day specials. I'm sure Father's Day specials are coming up as well. And the best part about the Built Bar is that they taste like a candy bar, but they're good for you. Most of the flavors have about 17 grams of protein, about 130 calories or so, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs, which is a great uh, combination there. You know that you can have one in the morning for breakfast on the go. You can have one after the gym. You can have one as a snack. They're great. They taste great. They're covered in chocolate. And like I said, they come in some really delicious flavors. So head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you're checking them out on a regular basis and using that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Continuing my conversation here, just about this end of the season and how it's been difficult for everybody. You know, it's hard for us to discern things about these players. We don't know what's what's real, what's not from these guys. And, and the reactions have been just really over-the-top negative. And people are just really upset about basketball. Um, Twitter has become almost unbearable. Uh, people are just losing their minds. That it, it feels like people are treating basketball like, like really, they're taking it incredibly seriously. It's been extraordinarily difficult. Now, as a, a person who's providing content, the reactions to some of the things that I've written, people are way over the top. And I think that's just across the board. And I think that applies to us too. I'll, I'll admit to it. When the Celtics are playing the same game over and over and over again, and I sit there and I say, oh, here we go. Get down big, make a run, fall short. What are they going to do today? Fall down big, make a run. Fall short, same thing over and over and over again. And I got to provide content over and over and over again. I don't have the option of not writing. 
I do not have the option of not podcasting. This is my job. I have to give you five podcasts a week. I have to give you written content on Boston Sports Journal. I can't just tell my bosses, you know what? This this Cavs game was the same as the Bulls game, and that was the same as this other game. And I just, I'm just, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. So I'm just, I'm taking the rest of the night off. Can't do that. I got to give you something. I got to tell you what happened in the game. And then I got to give you some analysis or something afterwards. Now, sometimes guys like Aaron Neesmith do something. I can say, hey, let me dive into Aaron Neesmith here. Let me dive into some of this, this other, whatever it is. Get to do that, and that's that's fun. I like that. But if it's the same game, it's just it's become hard. The, the same quotes, the same storyline, the same formula, the same everything. And I got to make sure that I'm trying to write something that's not the same. And sometimes you try things and they don't work. And all right, fine. Sometimes I try things and I'm just tired and angry about something and just about having to do this again. And I write something that's, that comes off as overly bitter. I admit that that's, that happens. I pride myself on being very even keeled in my analysis. If something is good, I'll tell you it's good. If something is bad, I'll I'll tell you it's bad. My loyalty is to the game of basketball. And if the Celtics aren't going to play good basketball, my loyalty is to the game. And if you're that's why I used the term disrespecting the game the other day. One of the entirely over-the-top negative responses that I got. I used the term disrespecting the game because I, I, above all else, my loyalty is to the game of basketball. Whether you're wearing green jerseys or red jerseys or blue jerseys, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I'm from the Boston area. It doesn't matter that I grew up cheering for the, the Boston Celtics. My job now as a professional is to watch basketball games and tell you what happened, analyze them, give you some things that maybe you didn't know, didn't see. And to, you know, some, sometimes when there's nothing new, none, none of that stuff, uh, uh, you know, there, there's, there's no, no value to anything that the Celtics are doing. Well, I'll, I'll say that there's the, like, I'm not, if the Celtics suck, then also I'm going to say, look, these guys played like crap. And okay, sometimes maybe I go over the top. That happens. And maybe I made a decision or two. Maybe I won't make in the next time. And I think, I think this season has lent itself to a lot of, you either go to a point where maybe you make a decision or two that you're just like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have done that or said that or wrote that. Or, or you just say nothing, do nothing. And you just say, I got nothing. I can't give you anything today. And that's, that's, I think, how it's gone across, across the entire media landscape. I, I don't think there's a single person who covers this team that's happy with how things are going. And you know, the other day, Kimball Walker sat down and was asked no questions. I was pissed. I was pissed that nobody asked any questions. But then again, what are we going to ask? Same crap over and over again. We're all out of ideas. We're all out of questions. If the Celtics go out to Minnesota and play the same game that they just lost to Cleveland, play the same game they just lost, you know, two, three times in the past six or seven games, what, what more questions are there? And we got to ask questions. What else is there to ask? But I got pissed and, you know, maybe I got a little too pissed. That's what the season is. And that, 
that negativity really does have to stop from everybody. You know, the people who are commenting, my negativity in in the responses. And that's, that's why I want to bring up this last thing. Shouting out the Riffs man who raised over $38,000 for Marcus Smart's foundation. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, I mean, he's, he's as, uh, as diehard a Celtics fan as there is. And he's one of the most unique characters. He's the guy who came up with the Time Lord nickname and has since stopped using it because it's, he says it's been used for something negative. You know, I, I, he's, he's a hundred percent the opposite of who I am. Like <laughs> it's, it's so funny, but I, I actually, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say it. Like I, I appreciate him in a, in a great way. Um, I find him inspiring. That's the way I want to say it. I do find him inspiring. I think, you know, his, especially recently, and I suggest you go listen to the Geno Time podcast where we talked to my friend John, Tom Westerholm and Nicole Yang, um, and and all about his his kind of understanding that some of the things that we've been doing online and some of the ways we've been reacting in general have been so negative, and it's it kind of feels like it's it's time to to really focus on the positive. And I, every time I listen to him on a on a podcast like that, I I do think that he's got a, such a great point. Like he he really is. He's, I love the way he thinks he's super creative and he's, you know, can be weird. And obviously he's like, you know, one of the, one of the biggest, uh, you know, I guess founders of weird Celtics Twitter. And I love the creativity. I'm a creative guy. And I know I'm sitting here in a friggin' Tommy Hilfiger puller. This is the least creative thing I could put on, but I, I do love, like, I am a creative. I, you know, I love how people just experiment with things and, you know, I love that. I love that vibe. I, I, my, that's my space. That in my head, that's my space. Um, I think it's inspiring that he's taking a charge to to bring more positivity to the world and 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 be more positive. So, him raising the thirty eight thousand dollars is is inspirational, and I think it's you know look we're at the tail end of a, a shit season. I think it's important. I think that he. I think he makes. An important point. And if there's anything I can say about the riffs, man, it's that he he does generally have a, a good finger on the pulse. Like he he's pretty smart. He's pretty brilliant. He gets he gets what's happening. He's very well aware of of the 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 temperature of the room. And and this is a good read on his part. If if we're analyzing it like basketball. It's it's a great like read and react. This is this is the Robert Williams to Jalen Brown backdoor cut for a dunk type of move. It's a great read. It's a great reaction, and he's absolutely right. Shit has gotten too negative. It's too negative, and um, I I want to commend him and praise him for for this kind of. Shift in tone for la- I guess that's what it is. Um, raising that money for Marcus Smart's foundation was awesome. I think what he's doing is awesome. And um, I'm, I'm happy to kind of follow his lead on the positivity thing. I think, I think we've, we've gotten way too down about a sport and a team and 
um, just the entire situation has generally given us so much joy. Things are tough out there and things have been tough for everybody for various reasons. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people have a lot more, uh, have it a lot tougher than I do. I do not have it tough at all. I'm, I, my job has gotten more difficult and my job has gotten less enjoyable because of the circumstances, but I do not have it tough at all. I'm very, very lucky to be in a very good position. So I don't want to make it seem like all of this has been one big complaint and woe is me. I'm, if this is the rest of my life, like if it has to be like this for the rest of my life, not the best thing in the world, but I'd be uh, happy to take it and, and appreciate it for what it is. But might as well take some time here to spread some positivity, put some positivity back into the world. I'll just leave it at that. Hopefully people are still listening to this point because um, this has just been, this has been a different, different type of podcast, I guess. But it's a Friday podcast, and I kind of want to leave you heading into this last weekend of the regular season with just, you know, let's just try to be positive about things. If the Celtics lose, they lose. If they lose both games, they lose both games. It, it doesn't even matter anymore. And wherever they go, they go. We'll try to pull the positive out. Obviously, when they don't play well, I'll talk about it, and we'll, we'll try to get to the heart of it, and we'll move forward. Basketball moves on. Life moves on. And I will be here for you every day, Monday through Friday, to talk about it. And talk about other stuff too. Uh, Friday, I'm going to be on Locker Room Friday afternoon. Locker Room. And then also Friday afternoon, the Hall of Fame press conference. I'll be a part of that. And, and that's going to be on NBA TV. So hopefully I get a chance to ask Kevin Garnett a couple of questions, uh, which would be nice because he's going into the Hall of Fame. And that's it. A couple of games this weekend. I'll be talking about them. Sunday night for the Monday podcast. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Show's on YouTube now, so please subscribe on there and uh, tell all your friends that it's there. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. Hopefully you're enjoying what I'm doing. Suggestions are are welcome. You can tweet at me. You can send me a a message through my website, johncorrales.com. Happy to hear it. Whatever it is, happy to hear it. So tell all your friends about the show. Tell them that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.